What's good, Denver? go what's up everybody what's good denver i hope you're well what's good denver is a weekly celebration of culture and discovery and fun stuff to do in denver for kids couples singles and old times i'm ryan estes with tom today we shred tomorrow we die donahue olivia bag that lunch up Lorienti, and the skyhook of podcasting troy higgins today's feature is winter sports or winter sports that is is it going to be Icon or Epic this year or Loveland Season Pass or am I just going to go ice fishing? I don't know. We're going to figure it out. We'll preview conditions and what to expect this season in Colorado. To follow the show, go to kitcaster.com forward slash Denver and subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We do live stream this show every Tuesday morning at about 10.07 if you want to catch the live stream as we're doing it. Today's sponsor is Samana Float Center. You can check them out, samanafloat.com. They are Denver's premier and eminent float center, uh, conveniently located in the Rhino neighborhood, right on Larimer, right behind the billiards club there. I think it like... 26th in Larimer. It's a wonderful place. If you haven't heard about Samana, Samana is a place where you get your own little cabana and you just float away in in salty water and just wash all your troubles. Just, just float and evaporate. If you're experienced to float centers, then you already know about Samana. And if not, then you're in for a treat because truly they are the industry leaders nationwide in float centers. If you're new to floating, oh, it's so good. It's so good for stress relief. It's so good just to get the gravity off your body. You know what I mean? Like how, op- what, what, how many times do you have the opportunity just to float? You don't even have to try. I mean, there's like 800 pounds of Epsom salts dissolved in these bathtubs, and it's just absolutely lovely. So we appreciate Samana for sponsoring the show. Again, check them out, samanafloat.com. Today, our music is by Troy Higgins. I'm about to get into vents, but before we do, let's talk about what gives Denver. All four of us went and volunteered last Friday, and it was extraordinary. Troy, uh, tell us about your experience, buddy. What did you do? Yeah, so I uh, worked with an organization called PATH, which essentially provides housing um, for those in need and homeless. And um, it was a kitchen service at their uh, living quarters, which is in downtown San Diego. And it was just a really cool, fun experience. The group of people that um, volunteer at these things are just the coolest, most wholesome, genuine people you could meet. Like the leader of the group, um, is a, basically a full-time volunteer. Like she is there every weekend, three days or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just on her own time because it's something she enjoys. And, um, you know, she wants to give back to the community and it was just a really cool experience. Uh, I think everyone should, should do some sort of volunteer work, um, in the food security space. Just, um, I, I think it's important for everyone. I think we all get kind of like jaded, especially if you live in a large city, you know, being around the homelessness all the time and just seeing all these, you know, negative situations every day, you get kind of jaded to it. But I think it's like really important to immerse yourself and kind of see it from a different angle, which happened to me. So I I thought it was really cool and um, definitely instilled a sense of compassion and understanding that not everyone is as fortunate as we are. And yeah, we served up some food and 
Um, it reminded me of kind of just being on a serving shift back in the day when I used to work in the restaurant industry. Same brought back some of my old skills. So yeah, it was fun. It was a good time and would recommend it for sure. What about you guys? It's so cool. Yeah. Olivia, uh, explain to the good folks here of what you signed us up for. Cool. So I signed us up for a food packing shift. It started at 7 a.m. in a part of town that was pretty far away for everybody except for me. Um, Not on purpose. But essentially what Food for Thought does is they are targeting or addressing um, working with food security in school-aged children who rely on hot lunches at school, free hot lunches in order to eat. And so creates this situation where they may not have access to food on the weekends. And so Food for Thought, um, they work with 80 schools, which is incredible. They started out with two. Now they work with 80. And they deliver thousands and thousands of lunches every week. Um, that are shelf stable to these folks so that their families are guaranteed at least one, if not two, um, full meals over the weekend. And so it's really on an industrial scale. Yeah. Like we showed up, there are like 60 folks there, maybe. Is that yeah, too many? I think that's about right. And um, they, you know, start you off, they introduce you to the cause. What we're going to do, we're in a warehouse setting with just like pallets of food, and they set up two giant assembly lines. And you just like, there are folks tying the bags. And then we were some of the folks, you just go down the assembly line with a bag and put things in. You know, there's a sign like one of this or two of this, and the people at the end tie. And we, how many, like, how many lunches did we bag in just an hour? I think they said 2,000, which equated to like 8,000 meals. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It, it was incredible. They definitely have it down to a science. And I was, you know, having such a good time talking to the people next to me in line or like learning about kind of the history of the organization, just this sense of camaraderie at like rocking out at 7 a.m. that I was like, it's over already. Like, <laughs> I want to do more. So yeah, it's it goes cool. quick. Yeah. I remember we did a similar one uh, last year. I'm not sure exactly which... Um, which kitchen that was, Ryan, but we were bagging the stuff up too. And we just had the system going, get the teamwork going. Everyone's got their own individual job. It's a, uh, it's fun. I was supposed to be with you guys at food for thought, but I put my time in last weekend, uh, sending off a nice little pup. I Aww. had a, I had an emergency, uh, visit with my girlfriend's family, their, their pup. He needed to, uh, he needed to have his last weekend over the weekend. So I, that's where my uh, donation time went. So yeah, rest in peace, buddy. Shout out to Nugget. Uh, R.I.P. Nugget. What a guy. Nice little golden, but it was his time and he had a great last weekend. He got some really good walks. He got some hamburgers. He got some, he got to come out to the restaurant. He was loving it. So nice. shout out to Nugget. It was a, it, it's sad when that has to happen, but you never want to see him suffer. So it was good to, good to have him. Uh, send them off properly. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's only been four days, but I could have sworn I already have memories that Tom was actually there <laughs> volunteering <laughs> with us. I was supposed nice. to be. I was on the schedule, but um, I had to tell Olivia, unfortunately, that I couldn't come and I got yelled at by her and Savannah. So. There was no yelling. <laughs> Tom, you were not being persecuted. We respected that you needed to spend time with Nugget. Yes, yes. RIP Nugget. I'm glad that you guys spent a good last weekend with him. That's that's what we want. I will say we, we did have a great time. I can't wait to go back there. Like um, I really enjoyed the folks that we hung out with. And 
I think at first I had a feeling of um, almost guilt for asking everybody to show up at a warehouse. It's still dark out. I had no idea where we were going. And then like once we got in there and got to work, it was really cool. So it was like best case scenario. It was awesome, Olivia. And I really appreciate it. I mean, it was like we bagged those 2000 bags of groceries. They had it down to a sign. Very easy. Um, they had a certain recipe. So you buy a couple of cans of this, a couple of these, a couple of those. So you're just going, you know, assembly line style. But I did vary from the 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 recipe early on, largely because canned sliced carrots is disgusting. And I wouldn't give that to anybody. Nobody wants that. I was like, the, you throwing, <laughs> making audibles in the, the lunches. Yeah, totally. I was like, whoever's getting my bags is getting two meat sticks and they're getting two cans of fruit cocktail instead of sliced <laughs> carrots because that's gross. Nice. That's hilarious. Did somebody catch you? No. I didn't even know that was going on. <laughs> yeah. I was making my lunches like what I would want to eat. And it was like mandarin oranges, meat sticks, tuna. Just a bag of like seven juice boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All juice boxes. They're like, yeah. how are we running out of meat sticks faster than everything else? We, we counted all of these. <laughs> I know. I, I, I can't help but, but uh, you know, empathize with somebody who's getting that lunch. Yeah. Nobody wants those sliced carrots. But whoever donated those, you're a saint. And that's really cool. Anyway, yeah. it was awesome. Olivia, and thank you for doing that. Uh, phase two of What Gives Denver kicks off November 1st. Is that right? December 1st. December yeah. 1st. My yeah. fault. Yeah. And we're going to be at the Denver Rescue Mission. Yes, sir. And so, it, you know, listeners, if you guys want to jump on board, let's go. We're, we're getting to 100 hours before the end of the year. Probably. Probably. It's aspirational. But, like, we can push. I don't know if you know, Ryan, but... I'm kind of obsessive when it comes to gamifying things. So like <laughs> if Kitcaster doesn't get to hundred hours, like I made, I not made, I asked my dad nicely to volunteer with me this Saturday. I'm going to the mission again tomorrow morning. I have plans to go with Nathan and Savannah next week, as well as to do something by myself. So like, Whoa. we're getting these hundred okay. hours. <laughs> like I will not lose. Nice. I don't know who I'm playing against. I'm playing against hunger, I guess. Yeah. F you hunger. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you're the team captain against hunger. It's amazing. You know, the second half of Friday too, we also de decorated bags for Project Angel Heart, mm -hmm. which were really cool. And there's a lot of thought and effort went into that. Pro Project Angel Heart, we've done a bunch of stuff with them and they're they're really cool too. So it feels good, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, mm -hmm. it feels good. You know, we, we're coming into the 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 time of seasonal disorder or seasonal emotional disorder or whatever. Seasonal affective disorder. Affective disorder, exactly. And a lot of times I would say like 40 or 50% of that that feeling is actually just kind of selfishness. You're just thinking about yourself, man. Get out there and volunteer. It immediately makes you feel better. And there's a lot of opportunities to do um, things that are pretty low impact. You know, that what we did for Food for Thought was seven to nine. You know, we were out of there in an hour. It was great. It was awesome. It felt really good. So I appreciate that, Olivia. Thanks for being there. You bet. Okay, here, here we go with some events. I'm mixing it up a little bit. Um, obviously, the Nuggets are in town playing the Pelicans. We kicked their butts last night. That felt really good. Um, the event that I'm featuring this week is Brad Williams, who's going to be at Comedy Works downtown. He's the comedian I've seen the most three or four times. He is absolutely hysterical. He's a little person, and I, I, I just love little people. You know what I mean? Little persons. Mm -hmm. I don't, is that bad to say? I don't know. I, no, I think, <laughs> I that's, really don't I think know the that's the way you're meant to say it. So yeah, that's correct. Good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think little persons are absolutely awesome. I don't have a fetish or anything. It's not weird. Well, now that you said it. I'm just saying, like, I, when I see a little person, I'm like, dude, yes, 
that's amazing. And he is absolutely hysterical. So if you like physical comedy and super raunchy comedy, he's going to be at Comedy Works downtown. Go check him out. I'm going to see if I can get there on Friday night. Um, also, a, a couple other things I wanted to feature that are not necessarily events, but um, I checked out Ralph Barbosa's comedy special on Netflix. Did you guys see that? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Dude, it is hilarious. He's this younger guy from Texas. Oh, my God. It's funny. I mean, if you guys are fans of stand-up comedy, um, I don't know. It, this was fed to me because that's probably like 80% of my Netflix viewings. But Ralph Barbosa, hysterical, deadpan humor from Texas. I love it. Uh, the other thing I wanted to feature is, is a personal project I've been working on, which is trying to kind of fix the relationship I have with my phone. Mm -hmm. You know, I realized that, like, uh, I'm too dumb to, like, escape the grips of the iPhone. You know, there's people that are way smarter than me that are making sure my brain is amply addicted to, to the screen. So I'm trying to figure out different things to do other than social media. And I, I, I don't not a really big social media guy, but I'm lumping Reddit into that. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, so I just spend like, you don't know, two hours just like scrolling Reddit. And I just don't feel like it's necessarily positively impacting my brain. So what no. I've been doing, I've been I've been playing some games instead. Nice. <laughs> and listening to some audiobooks. Mm. So I don't know if you guys know about these games, but I want to make some iOS game recommendations. We've got Watermelon. You guys know about Watermelon? I do not know about Watermelon. It's fresh. Mm -hmm. Playing Clash Royale. You guys playing that? That's OG. Yeah, I know. It's 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 been going forever and also got me back into it and you know, th there's small wins when you have a teenage son. You know what I mean? You you want to still be you down. Know what's going on? You want to, yeah. yeah. You want to be down with the boys and like they welcome me into their clan. So I'm in the clan Dang. with. <laughs> That's big. It's <That's laughs> big to get a clan invite that quick. I'm saying, dude. Actually, I had to work for it for like three weeks because I didn't have three thousand trophies. Yeah, they're like, you got to have three thousand trophies. So I got three thousand thirty, and I was like, Ozzo, man, let me in the clan, bro. You got to be. You got to be careful with those those pay to win games. I have some friends that are definitely very sucked into those and have spent a lot of money trying to get their clan to the top rank or whatever. Speaking mm -hmm. of the people in our phones who are smarter than us and winning, that, <laughs> that is another point for the, the app owners. The app developers. Yeah. yeah. Well, one thing, another thing that you could try, Ryan, is if you're on the social medias or watching like short form video or whatever, you can gravitate towards hashtags that are informative to you. So Ooh. if you want to, one thing about TikTok, if you like, like Troy, I don't know if you've ever done this, but if you're ever trying to get inspired for like music production, for example, if, or if you want to just learn some like quick tips, if you just type in like Ableton tips as a hashtag on TikTok, it's never ending. You'll just, you could swipe and learn like a new production trick like every time. Really? Yeah. But you could do that for literally anything. You could, you could type in video editing and just really good stuff. million tutorial videos for like a, adobe effects and stuff too i don't have any social yeah. media anymore but i used to like my uh, algorithm was just full of stuff like that like how to create this effect in adobe yeah. like we like we like descript you could type in hashtag descript and just learn everything about the script dude that's amazing and i got a fresh tiktok account so it doesn't know my preferences at all i can yeah. program it to exactly what i want and yeah if you start programming it in that way it won't like hit you your algorithm or your what's it, your for you page. Yeah. If you start searching that stuff, like it'll probably only give you informative things that you want to learn about. And then ultimately you could just scroll through all of them on your for you thing. 
dude, maybe I'll do that. I was asking uh, my daughter about this because she's 16 and she's on TikTok. And I was like, it's like, you have a problem. You feel like it's just too much and like you, you just never stop. And she's like, you know what? My, TikTok is so customized to what I like. I just I just watch it and I just giggle. It's just like the some of the best time I spend all day. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, well, <laughs> maybe it's yeah, my fault. Yeah, it knows exactly what you want. You can actually um, request your data from them to see what they know about you. And they'll send you everything. And it, how targeted they get in terms of like the humor or like the things that I want to see. Like they know exactly what I want. Okay. New challenge. I'm going back to social media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just programming the algorithm with Don't really do this what I other want. productive stuff. We need to get you back into social yeah, we media. We had to get Ryan back on the take, apps. I would take I would the, the term informative uh, lightly or subjectively. You got to comb through it for sure. You can't like, you know, I've, when I was uh, learning music production back in the day, I was heavy on YouTube. And when I went to school, I learned that a lot of the things these experts on YouTube are telling you were like, like sending me backwards. So you definitely got to, you got to uh, comb through the information, but I do agree. There's some, there's some solid, if you're following the right people on there, you, you can get like expensive educations worth of information. Like, yeah. literally or you internet. can just get reprogrammed into like a scary misogynist for free you choose <laughs> you choose <laughs> yeah well i'm going that way if it's my time which way i'm going for the misogyny it's time for my misogyny to merge dope <laughs> cool <laughs> no no it dude yeah. and actually you know clash royale i've never spent a penny on that because i realize it's a bottomless pit but i just checked out the revenue since 2019 a billion dollars on Clash Royale. Dude, you're self-made in Clash. Yeah. Sick. 3,000 trophies, bro. Dude, OG Fortnite just came back. So, I mean, if you're trying to get in touch with the, the youngsters. <laughs> they hit their highest peak in players ever when it came out this past weekend. I couldn't believe like that. Five like, million or something. Yeah, like this many years later, they're now hitting their peak. Like that game is crazy successful it's nuts. and honestly i played it last night it's so much better than like the new stuff they have they should honestly just backtrack and get rid of every all the new stuff and just go back to how the game was because this is how this is when it was the best yeah and they just kind of reverted all the updates to back then cool just for a month but if they're smart though they'll, they'll keep it, it as a game mode that's cool is that for ios or is that for like uh systems you can play that on anything yeah. This is the first game that made it so like you on an iPhone could probably play with me on a PlayStation or a computer. They nice. like they combined everything. Nice. You'll probably get wrecked on the iPhone, but yeah, you'll probably get I'll I'll literally box you up and one pump you <laughs> to the dome, but <laughs> I'll give it a shot. Although I did get uh Madden twenty four too, so we'll see. We'll it's see. so cool how every time you guys yeah. talk about I don't know, sports games i'm just like in a green pasture in my mind <laughs> like completely dissociated uh well let's bring it back to olivia's world what's yeah, what do you have yeah. on tap this week oh no i feel selfish <laughs> let's do it um so the first event i'm going to talk about this week is called culture cloth this is an exhibit tour and curator discussion at the mcnichols civic center building this exhibit culture cloth 
has been on for a while. It's actually going to be on until December 12th. But what this is on Thursday, November 9th, is an opportunity to hear from the curator of exhibitions for Denver Arts and Venues and the co-curator, Paul Ramsey. And they're going to talk to you about the exhibition Um, this exhibit looks at the historic importance of a variety of materials and cloths. So you're going to learn about, um, textiles and dyeing, uh, methods from like, looks like Turkey, Ghana, um, Central America. There's a lot going on. It seems really, really cool and a great opportunity to hear from those curators. So that's going on Thursday, November 9th. Uh, my second event cool is also Thursday, November 9th at the Gothic. And this is called Pussy Riot Days. Um, For anybody who doesn't know, Pussy Riot is a Russian feminist protest and performance art group best known for their provocative activist punk performance. What this is, is a band called Sloppy Jane, and they're going to present a combination of live music, theater and video. So this is going to be like a multimedia performance. Um, it's gotten really cool reviews like internationally. So it's really cool that we have the opportunity to see it at the Gothic on Thursday night. Sweet. The last one I'm going to shout out is St. Paul and the Broken Bones are playing uh, on November 18th at Ellie Calkins. And I think that's really exciting. I saw them play like maybe 2016 at the Fillmore, which if you've been to the Fillmore, love them. They're local, but it's just like acoustically not the best venue. It's just kind of, you know Big what I mean? Box. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think that they're really a band that's meant to be seen at more of an opera house environment. Um, Since everybody kind of knows about them, they're not exactly underground. I wanted to pull like a couple of deep facts about them that you might not have known. So I'm going to see if you guys know these. One is that Paul Janeway, their vocalist, was trained to be a pastor until he was 18. Mm. Um, This was not the career path he was supposed to be on. Um, But that's kind of what he credits to, like, the way that he connects with the audience. And then another one is that in 2012, when Jesse and Paul – um, met up to start this new project. This was quote going to be their last hurrah before focusing on other careers. So they were like, Oh, we're going to get real, you know, music's never going to happen for us. And then St. Paul just took off. So I thought that was cool. We almost didn't get to be blessed by their awesome music. Uh, but yeah, that's all for me. What about you guys? Did you guys know that either of those facts? I didn't, but it, no. it, it is interesting how many people start in the clergy mm. and are like kind of like groomed for that and then end up in the arts, you know, mm. it's, it's the same skill set. You got to entertain, you got to persuade, you connect. know, connect. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. The clergy, the clergy, <laughs> the clergy from the clergy to the clergy. Um, I could, I could talk real quick about my things I got going on. So one thing I'm I'm kind of sticking to the uh, winter season theme in my events as well. But um, the first thing I had to talk about is the I seventy things winter season kickoff party. Yeah, buddy. And I seventy things. If you guys don't know, if you want to waste more time on social media, I seventy things is a super funny account that only posts really crazy things that happen on I seventy. <laughs> so it started around here as like a ski traffic meme page essentially but now they're like posting stuff from i-70 across the country because if you don't know i-70 literally goes from coast to coast like 
huge, huge road. But most of the stuff, I'm sure the uh, person who runs it is local around here because it's mainly focused on like ski traffic and the uh, winter commute. Um, so they're doing a kickoff party at Orchid Denver, which is supposed to be a really cool place. I'm I'm not sure if I've been there, but I see so many events happening there. It's over on Market Street. Um, that's going to be Friday the 10th from 4 to 9 p.m. And then next thing I got, it's not an event, but it's just something that you can do. It's more of an activity nice. and something that I recommend uh, for getting ready for the winter season, especially if you're into park riding or any sort of um, extreme aspects of winter sports. You can go hit the Woodward Copper Barn at Copper Mountain. Um, I have a special place in my heart for this because I went to Camp Woodward over in Pennsylvania for a large part of my life. Um, and this barn that they have over at Copper, it's used for their summer camp, which is like an on-snow summer camp that they do. They basically pile up all the snow into one trail and it doesn't melt through the whole summer so the kids can ride, do tricks like all year round. Um, but they have this indoor training facility where you, they got foam pits and trampolines and they got skate ramps, like everything you can imagine. Here, I'll actually uh, show some pictures on the stream for the people who are interested. Is this but, your, um, is this Woodward itself or is this something new? Oh, it's Woodward. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They have a Woodward Copper location. So um, here at the barn, you could see right here for the people watching on stream, they got foam pits. You could ride off these super big wooden ramps with snowboard skis, uh, roller versions of those things, do some tricks into the foam pits. You could actually skateboard over there. You could ride whatever you want, bikes. They got a street section. They got the pump track, mini ramps. Uh, but really, I go for the trampolines. The trampoline yeah. is my stuff. And that's how you kind of learn how to do um, some of these more advanced tricks in a safe way. So if you're into that kind of stuff, check out the Woodward Barn. Even if you're not, go over there, try it out. If you've never jumped on an Olympic trampoline, you are missing out on one of the most insane things on earth. Uh, so definitely get yourself on an Olympic trampoline wherever you are. Woodward Copper is a great place to do it. You have to do like an intro session there because there's a fair amount of like safety information you need to have. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it. <laughs> so the intro version, it's like 69 bucks. You go there and they do the intro, um, which maybe takes like 30 minutes, but then you get to chill for the next two hours there. Or you, once you do that, you could do drop-in sessions there for like 50 or, or 59 bucks. Um, and you could go whenever you want. So that's cool. Check that out. Um, and then as we transition into full winter mode in Colorado, that brings us to the last Red Rock schedule of the year. <laughs> nice. And we, of course, it, it wouldn't be Colorado. It wouldn't be Denver if we weren't saying goodbye with base. So um, <laughs> this is the last weekend of Red Rocks until springtime, until March 31st is the next show after this week. But um, Thursday, November 9th, we got Maddie on. That was a rescheduled show. Um, he's going to have a couple openers there. That's going to be a good set. And then Friday, Slander, which is bass. Um, they're getting support from Kill the Noise, Trivecta, Wave Dash. These are all just, if you don't know anything about it, it's, it's just bass. And then Saturday, DJ Snake, Knock 2, What's So Not. That's going to be crazy also going to have a lot of uh, sub frequencies <laughs> otherwise known as bass. Em emanating yeah and then on <laughs> sunday i mean as wonky as it gets you have of the trees 
um, Yeti, Barclay, Crenshaw. I don't know who that is, but I'm sure it's pretty loud. Um, and then, you know what, just as bonus, coming back to Red Rocks next year on March 31st, it's going to start off with some bass. Dirt, <laughs> Dirt Monkey and Jansen. If this doesn't also uh, virtual riot, virtual riot back to back, barely like so. I mean, if this doesn't tell you how much Denver uh, is about the base scene, then um, there you go. Also, no one else is going up there when it's that cold. It's no, the, it's all the base heads. It's They're going to stay warm. Yeah, totally. They're good. I, I just, I just realized in the past couple of weeks that my my knowledge of base is. Is just underwhelming. Mine is like negative seven. I gotta ramp up. Yeah, you gotta hear what's out there at least. Like ninety percent of the people you just listed, surprisingly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, these are people who are making like the newest of sounds in terms of sound design. So it's it's really cool to hear. Um, Of the trees, you should check them out. Okay. Okay. I I, I know that one. I need like a bass like playlist on on Spotify. There's got to be several, right? I oh, bet yeah. also if you looked like you could find like a free seminar or something about the history <laughs> of bass. And you're going to get there and Tom Donahue is going to be the teacher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just have like the Ableton push and I'm just playing different <laughs> sounds, different presets. This, my, my children is a womp. <laughs> There's a difference between a womp and a womp. <laughs> There's also a difference between a wub and wubs. <laughs> oh my Kilton God. Noise is like OG. They were, I've, they're like from way back in the day. Yeah, I feel like we just noise. tripped and fell into a Portlandia episode. Yeah, there's they need to bring that back. They could do Denverlandia, dude. Speaking of Red Rocks, you know the guy that sprints backwards down the Red Rock steps. Yeah, did I've you talked s- about him a lot? Yeah, did you see the video? Like he he ate it. I saw that one. Ooh. He's because he's going backwards, and then there's a guy coming up, and they do a high five, but it throws him off. Yeah, like slams. Oh, dude, he hits so hard. Dude, it's just part of the game. That can't be the first time he's fallen. Oh, yeah. I I hope that guy's okay. For people who don't know, the Red Rock steps are big. Like it's it's an amphitheater, and it's not like a staircase. Like each each platform has to be like maybe like two yards or like a yard and a half, maybe. That seems about right. Yeah, and then the step between them is two to two and a half feet. So you're talking yard and a half long, like two feet high. And the guy's like sprinting up the, up and down them. He's going backwards. Yeah. He's going down backwards. backwards. Yeah. yeah. Sprinting as fast as he can. It's and insane. It's steep. It's so, so steep. I don't, I don't know how he does it. Yeah. It's sketch. Oh, it definitely. Is. Oh, but he got right back up in the video. Yeah, he did. He bounced right back. Yeah. I mean, but they just saw him get up. He could have wandered over to the side and collapsed. I mean, the, the way he hits. like He doesn't like, care. He's ripped. <laughs> yeah, he's going to tear him down. I know. He, he looks like super chiseled, but like when he hit the step, it was like a like a like the moment when a water balloon or like if you ever drop a water balloon and it doesn't break, it's just like, Bleh! it like looked like that. And you're like, yeah. oh, God. Yeah, his body's like. Oh, it's bad. It really more dense. It's pretty (laughs) dense. Those impacts definitely hurt. Nice. Let's jump into the feature, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So we got to make some decisions right now if it hasn't been made already. This is the winter sports primer. We're in Denver. So, of course, we're talking about skiing and snowboarding. I'm a snowboarder. Um, Tom's a snowboarder. Troy, what about you? 
I have actually never snowboarded before. It's way up there on my list, but I have not been able to do it yet. But it's it's something I really want to do. I've heard it's great. From my brother does it. It's something I really want to do. Just haven't gotten the chance to do it yet, obviously, because I don't live in a great place to do it. Yeah. Well, isn't Big Bear right over there? Yeah, Big Big Bear's. I think about a two hour drive away. But I've just never made the trip up. Um, and yeah, I've never had the pass or anything like that either. But it's up, it's up on my list for sure. All right. Well, when you come out here, we'll we'll take you and and I'll I'll go with you because the first day is terrible. You know, so I'll just have I'll just bring a flask and just be like, "You're doing good." I'll just give you encouragement. Don't worry about that. I'll, I'll bring band aids, and that's what I've heard. I'm hoping I didn't miss the window for like learning and falling and being able to like get back up because I've heard learning is like your body's going to be extremely sore. Yeah, you just need oh. butt pads, really. To yeah. Start. Yeah, and like like tape your wrists. Yeah, it's because it's wrists and it's butt. So yeah. <laughs> you're going to be falling forward onto your arms and then you're going to be falling backwards onto your butt. And your neck region, back of the head. That's <laughs> <laughs> <And some> yeah. <laughs> Nice. So the big question every year is icon or epic? Like which way are you going to go? You know, you got it with the epic pass. You know, you, in my opinion, you got Keystone in uh, Area 52, which is, is just my favorite mountain you know, in Colorado, because you can kind of get lost back there. It's, it's, it's fast to get there. You know, there's not many people on the backside if you get there early or you got the icon pass, which then you get copper and copper is super dope. And they got the super pipe, you know? So Tom, how's this shaking out in your world this year? Sure. I got some things to say. So first and foremost, I'll just put everything out there so that people know what's going on. we're icon we're icon this year we've been icon for the last couple years and there's reasons for that and i'm gonna get a little bit into i'm gonna try not to rant for too long hang on one sec i got a question you didn't know what the feature was when you walked in this morning which just meant you had that thing on you without (laughs) knowing well yeah well it's because um it's not in my jacket or in my pants yet and they mail these to you Mm -hmm. so at the beginning of the year i just put it in my wallet because I always have my wallet no matter what what fit I'm ra- rocking okay. to the first day. Okay. So then I'll know that it's in my wallet and then I could just take it out and put it into my to my stuff. So that's why it's in my wallet. But yeah, this is it. I got it. All right, please continue. I always keep that thing on me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I've been icon for the last couple of years. In college, I was epic the whole time. Um, I loved Keystone. I would go there literally every single weekend in college. But um, I've just seen a little bit of a a downturn in the epic mountains in terms of upkeep. Mm. I mean, it's so packed because those mountains are kind of a little bit more popular with like tourists and everything. People who are here for weekend trips. Breckenridge, like, don't even try it. Like It's too flat. Yeah. And then also the one time I did go to Breckenridge, I didn't even go last season, but the season before that, there's like trees like in the middle of the run and like a busted up shack just like (laughs) right off the side it's like they don't they're not doing the upkeep and you know they're making a ton of money so like why not just make it nice um but i did mainly transfer to icon because of copper yeah copper which we just talked about with the barn um they have like the sickest park in north america so if you are into that stuff copper you absolutely have to go to and they are only on icon but also, 
around here, you get Winter Park, you get Eldora, and then you also get Steamboat. Um, the full icon, you get unlimited Steamboat, but like the base pass, which I usually get, um, you get like five days at Steamboat. Steamboat is definitely worth it. Yeah. I mean, it's such a good mountain. It's a little bit more advanced for the um, expert riders, but they still have really nice front section and they have probably the most fun half pipe in Colorado. Really? Yeah. So you got the super pipe is in copper. So that's like the Olympic size. I think it's. 24 feet or 26 feet and something like that it's big it's insanely big but yeah and if you're not comfortable or used to it like it's, it's too big for a lot of people but the steamboat one also wait copper has a mini pipe too like up at the top of the park so that's the one that you could really learn on but if you want to learn how to get kind of serious then the steamboat one it's like 18 feet so it's like big but it's not scary as it's not as scary, as scary as the copper one uh so i mean that's so much fun um, and then also my boy him and his family just got a house up in steamboat so Sick. i'm probably gonna have to be up there um providing some upkeep services uh in exchange for room and board dude this, this winter plus like riding in aspen trees is so fun yeah they got a really nice run uh with the aspen trees up in steamboats like one of the most beautiful things ever the way that the aspen trees grow it's like perfectly spread out so that you can like really go fast and carve in between them so it's oh, it's super fun it's um, so cool but yeah i'm i'm icon i mean i just think the mountains are far superior uh less crowded and just better better maintained this year i think i'm going four pack Copper four pack nice. with the kids so we can go up a little bit. Olivia and I were just talking about this. I think this might be the year where I transition over to ice fishing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the last, the last hurrah. <laughs> yeah. A little four pack, you knock those days out and then you're ice fishing. Then I'm ice fishing, you know, just, just go full old man. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the rigs they've got for ice fishing now look, I mean, more comfortable than my living room, honestly. <laughs> Like the tents are insane. They got heaters. You got like a little lazy boy. You got a bell for your pole so you could take a nap. You, br- right. <laughs> you know, just watch the game and chill and fish. Plus, I mean, nice. I do not like fishing in on boats, you know, so you miss out on those big Mackinac, those big lake trouts because I'm not going in the middle of those lakes. But this is a way you can get those big fish in the middle of the lake not without on being boat. on a boat. Yeah. You know, so maybe I'm going to do that. Um, I did ask the Oracle of 2023, like what the conditions were going to be this year, which is Bard. <laughs> and I, I prompted Bard. I said, I said, Bard, imagine you're a carnival psychic. Tell me what the, where the good snow is going to be this year. So you want to, you want to hear what Bard had to say? Yes. Yes. It said, do, should I use an, do an accent? No. Okay. Just an AI accent. Just yeah. Like robot, robot accent. <laughs> I don't know if I got a good one of those. Okay, it says, I see a winter of abundance, my dear. The snow will fall deep and thick, and the slopes will be pristine. But which Colorado ski resorts will get the most snow? Pause for dramatic effect. Appreciate the subtext. I see visions of Arapahoe Basin blanketed in white with powder so deep you'll sink in up to your knees. I see Breckenridge overflowing with snow with freshly groomed runs for skiers and snowboarders of all levels. And I see Vail transformed into a winter wonderland of... Seven-hour lines with its iconic bowls and shoots overflowing with powder. I added that part. Yeah. But the Colorado ski resort that will get the most snow this winter is, drumroll, Telluride. 
That's right. Telluride will be the place to be for skiers and snowboarders looking for the deepest powder and the best conditions. So mark my words, my dear, and tell your friends, Telluride will be king of Colorado ski resorts this winter. Now go forth and spread the good news, which I have done. T-Ride is always a blast. I actually really like that. That mountain is really cool. It's gigantic, and there's almost nobody there. I haven't been there. I heard the town is really picturesque mountain town. Yeah, it's very adorable. Sounds cool. I don't know if Telluride's on the pass on Icon, though. So. I don't think so. Either. You're like, I'm it's gonna dead. Be, I'm going to be Aspen, Steamboat, Copper, Winter Park. That's nice. where I'm going to be all season. But uh, I hope there's going to be good snow. I heard it's a super El Nino, Ooh. which I don't know. It's Apparently, it's like kind of up in the air what that means for snow. And historically, the super El Ninos have usually landed around like average snow to slightly above average snow in the colorado area so Sick. we'll see but yeah it's, it's supposed to be super el nino that'd be dope that means it's el nino with a cape yeah with the what or the cape, the cape. oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah right yeah, it's gonna be flying fast <laughs> olivia what do you do in the winter i just pretend it's not the winter sledding yeah i do sled sledding? um i actually i don't sled i just oh. want to talk about sledding because it's a winter sport sport it's a winter activity and i was thinking about let me just start by saying no hate to people who do winter sports i'm very curious about snowboarding i'm a coloradan who's never skied or snowboarded which is pretty wild that i made it this far but i do like longboarding and surfing so people said that i'll probably like snowboarding Mm -hmm. um but i was thinking about like growing up in grand junction on the weekends all the kids were like going to powderhorn and stuff and i was just like my family didn't do that so i was just like okay um but I was thinking about why, which is that it was super cost like prohibitive. And oh so God, I was thinking so about like maybe if you're a family who has young kids and can't afford to snowboard, then like sledding would be like a cool weekend activity. So I picked this list of like the top five Denver sledding spots. And I picked this list because um, they're kind of in the city. Yeah. So like you don't even need to go out to Estes Park or something. Um, it's got like there's re- yeah, there's really only one. There's only one, but go ahead. There's only one. There's only one. There's only one Ryan's spot. I've got opinions about this, <laughs> but there's like one at George Wallace Park is in DTC, Ken Carroll Sledding Hill, Robinson Park is in Glendale. So it's got five different options like in the city if you wanted to go frolic in the snow and have a good time. And George Wallace Park is massive. So it's just like if you want to go, those maybe- are all B, B choices that, yes. What's the A choice, Ryan? You you know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's Ruby Hill. Oh, uh, Ruby Hill is on this list. Okay, okay, okay. You just didn't get to it yet. Sorry, I, I was I being rude and cut it. you off. I wasn't going to say that. No, I want – you had really strong feelings. Why is Ruby Hill the best? It's just because it is. Because it's the it's the steepest spot. It's, it's the most used. And if you time it right, you can jettison yourself straight into the parking lot and probably get hit by a car. No. It's got a great element of danger. Yeah, they you're also like bring your kids to this parking lot. <laughs> they also set up a rail park. Yeah, and like jumps and stuff for snowboarding skis there too. So yeah, weird. Pretty free. Did pretty you cool. guys ever do like extreme sledding as a kid? I feel like I grew up in the last generation of kids that wasn't really supervised, and I have, I have a memory of this one winter. My friend and I she had like a lake in her back park backyard, and we were like shooting ourselves down this slope and across the frozen lake on like a trash can lid. And it was yes. like, we could have absolutely <laughs> injured ourselves in a million ways. You put non-nutritive cereal varnish on the bottom side. 
Like no. Clark Griswold. Sorry. Christmas vacation Is that a reference. Hack? <laughs> Is that a hack? <laughs> Remember that? Christmas no. vacation when they go sledding. And he takes the spray and he's like, this is the non-nutritive cereal varnish. And he sprays it on the sled and then he ends up in like a Walmart parking lot. Remember? <laughs> I remember that. I, have a, I, have a, I got a pretty good sledding story. It was a brother v. brother. Brothers v. brothers race. So me and my brother versus my childhood best friend, Paul, and his brother, Luke. Um, and we're picking up mad speed because we were on those like plastic ones that are like trash can lids, but mm-hmm. they're actual sleds. So two kids on one of those, like you're moving. And uh, I'll just always remember this site because like we're realizing we're going to go too fast and we're going to slam into the the backstop, like the gate at the end of the sledding hill. And Lucas, like rather than bailing off the sled, like we bailed off our sled, he just took his little brother <laughs> Paul's face and put it into the back of the sled <laughs> in the snow as a break and just like <laughs> used it like that. That sounds <laughs> savage. So, oh, wow. I'll always remember that sight. Seeing that happen, it was, it was, it was soft snow at least, so his face wasn't all cut up. But oh, dude, Tom and I were freaking out last year. At, 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 we were talking about the super pipe at Copper. Mm-hmm. There were two teenagers that after uh, the 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 hill was closed, they were tourists. I think they were seventeen and eighteen or something like that. But they snuck onto the super pipe with uh, uh, inner tubes, and they went down and. And they, they full send off the edge, off the downside. So they're not going up and down the pipe. They're going straight down it. Oh, my gosh. And that's like yeah. a 20-foot at least lip at the bottom. Yeah. I was going to bring this up because, like, you get got to be careful with sledding, especially <laughs> around here. Yeah. Those kids died. Yeah. Those kids, oh. those kids died. Yeah. Sorry. That's ski or sorry sled responsibly we are not in yeah. any way so saying that was a tragic that. accident so tragic accident but like just especially people not from here they don't understand how big the mountains are yeah like you don't sled at a ski resort no yeah. no, no 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 you will die as example by these gentlemen rest in peace but back to ruby hill when i was a kid i remember fifth grade when like snowboarding was just coming out and the there was a commercial uh board called the black black snow I think it was called, and it was a plastic board with no bindings and no edges. Huh. And we'd go to Ruby Hill and try and learn how to snowboard on that thing. But, you know, just ate it. But Ruby Hill's totally transformed now. I mean, at Levitt Pavilion, we've shouted out them a million times. They got everything down there now. But the, the sledding hill remains. Denver legend. I saw, Denver legend. oh, my God, I was actually at Ruby Hill. I saw this kid. Um Cause we were hitting the rails at the, at the hike park and we saw this kid, like he had built this little ramp down at the bottom and I don't know how he got his aim so perfectly. Cause the ramp was like half the size of his sled. The ramp was like this big and he had one of the trash can ones and uh, he just runs and hops on it. We're like, Oh my God, like he's sending it. And we <laughs> see the ramp down there. We're like thinking there's no way he's going to hit it because the aim had to be perfect. He perfectly nails it. And proceeds to fly, flail upside down. <laughs> it's like this, just uncontrolled in the air and slams so hard, crying. The mom has to go get run down and get him. But it was, oh, man, he sent that. <laughs> nice. It was pretty sick. Send safely this winter, my friends. Yes, send safe. What yeah. about you, Troy? What do you do in the winter in San Diego? Um, yeah, the... So yeah, I'm not a huge snowboarder. A ton of people in San Diego do snowboard. Um, I promise I will do it eventually. It's on my list. I really want to try. I've heard it's super fun. I am I 
don't really surf too much anymore, but I used to be like a pretty hardcore surfer like twice a day. And all my friends who surfed also snowboarded and were like, dude, you got to try it. If you like surfing, you're going to love snowboarding. But uh, surfing is definitely a huge thing in the winter in San Diego. Um, the winter swells is kind of when the waves pick up. El Nino happens and the surf usually turns up all across Southern California. So that's probably the main winter sport I would say in San Diego is, and it's nice for the like more dedicated surfers because you kind of see the common beach folk start to disperse um, tourists because it's cold. The water's cold. It's cold at the beach. And that's kind of when the waves turn on and like the serious surfers get out there. Um, I did want to touch on, I just wanted to hold myself accountable as I know the winter's coming. NFL is kind of shaping up for the playoffs. We know what te- which teams are good now. We know which teams are bad. And I think I said before, uh, preseason, my MVP pick, MVP pick was Justin Fields during our NFL preview. I just wanted to come back and say I apologize and hold myself accountable. Uh, he's been injured for three weeks. He hasn't done anything. The Bears are terrible. And I'm sorry, anyone who listened, and that's why I'm not an NFL or sports analyst. <laughs> it was a fun take. And I, I got to say, I have been paying attention, and he's had a rough season. It couldn't have gone worse. So, yeah, just don't listen to me. Isn't the winter uh, shark season, though, with for surfing? I think they do uh, like the cold water, right? Yeah, they they do like the cold water. But, I mean, it's always it's always there. I, I don't think there's really a difference between um, – winter and summer in regards to shark sightings at least where where we live um i think there's actually so there's a place near us called la jolla cove and every winter the leopard sharks come and there's like thousands and thousands of leopard sharks in the water they come and breed in shallow water so that might be a thing well but that's super cool yeah they're like harmless though people swim with them they they can't really harm you especially the baby ones but as far as shark sightings, um, I don't think it increases too much in the winter. My dad and my brother were actually surfing in the summer, and they saw a great white when they were out. Like, oh, they gosh. came up, came up, and started swimming around them, and they just, they, yeah, they were, they were pretty shaken up. Like my dad came home, and he was like still like kind of shaking. He was like super. <laughs> got yeah. yeah, in. You got to ride that one in. Yeah, they were like sitting out in the lineup. It was just the two of them. It was just like a normal summer day and they just see like a big fan come up and start swimming around them. And uh, my dad looked at my brother and he's like, just stay calm, just paddle in. And they got tangled in each other's leashes because they were like kind of panicking. Yeah, so they, yeah. And then they told the lifeguards and the lifeguard didn't believe him. He was like, hey, just let you know, there's like a pretty big shark out there. And the guy was like, okay, buddy. <laughs> yeah. very casual about it yeah exactly nice well we got a couple of minutes we should just rip through highlights from last week we got about five is five, is five minutes good tom yeah i think so okay good, cool just batteries running low it's yeah. the only thing totes um and shout out to big bear i don't know if you guys have seen the movie avalanche shark no nope. it's about a supernatural shark that haunts and kills uh unsuspecting skiers and big bear freaking like a- amazing Real concern. Totally. Nice. My highlight from last week, I went and saw the Colorado School of Mine ore diggers take on New Mexican or New Mexico Highlands College or University, pardon me, in, in a football match. I went and watched uh, up in Golden. 
which was really cool. It's D2, but like the ore diggers, I don't know if you guys know this, but they're the, they're the best D2 football team in the nation. And they beat the New Mexico, New Mexico Highlands University 77 to three. So we bounced in the fourth quarter, but it was super fun. It was really cool. I think tickets were like 15 bucks. You know, every time they scored, they brought this little donkey out. I think his name is Blaster and Blaster would run around. Yeah. Yeah. So he got a real good workout with all those touchdowns, but it was great. It was really fun. Um, And just kind of a fun way to spend a beautiful day on Saturday. Olivia, what did you do this weekend? Uh, I went to Loveland and hung out with my family all weekend. It was super cool. Got to hang with my dad a bunch. I, because of our What Gives Denver campaign, asked my dad to volunteer with me on Saturday morning at the Fort Collins Rescue Mission. And that was a lot of fun. Um, I enjoyed his company and I shopped like five gallons of potatoes, which was dope. Um, And then also today I voted and that's a big highlight for the week. This is not a political show, so I'm not going to say anything about who you should vote for, but you should vote. I think it's a cool thing that we get to do. And you have to turn in your ballots in Denver and the surrounding areas by 7 p.m. tonight. 7 p.m. Yeah. And you can drop them off the mail-in ballots. I'm going to do that this afternoon as well. Word. That's all. I was over in Columbus, which was cool for for Mr. Nugget. Um, Columbus seems like a older, smaller Denver. I have been saying that literally Denver is Ohio with mountain money. Yeah, that's literally all it is. So it was it was super cool. It was a fun time. Lots of cool places to see out there. Nice. Troy, what you got? I, I kind of already touched on it, but just volunteering at PATH was super cool. It was a super fun experience. I did have kind of a funny story I'll share quickly. So when the when the service was over and it was time to go, it's in this kind of big old historical building downtown, just like a really old building. Um, with a bunch of you know hallways and different corridors and when it was over I had to leave and uh, the guy says okay down the down the hall use the elevator to take it down to the lobby so I go down the hall um, look in the elevator and there's no lobby button so then I took the emergency stairwell which I got locked in and you needed a fob key to get out so I was stuck in this emergency stairwell for like 10 it was like 10 minutes going up and down trying to find a Florida exit. I kind of started slightly panicking, like, am I going to get locked in this stairwell? And eventually I went all the way to the top floor and it was actually the corridors of the residents who lived in the shelter. And I knocked on the door and one of the residents opened it and like the fire alarm started going off. And I was like, can you just tell me how to get get out of here? And eventually I got out, but that was, yeah, I almost got trapped there. Almost became a resident myself. Dang, that is such a fire hazard. Yeah. How's that? The emergency (laughs) stairway. It was sketchy. Yeah, you need a, yeah. needed a fob key to get stairway. It was it was crazy. But yeah. Oh, that's bananas, man. Well, I'm glad you made it out. Yeah, I'm here at work, so that's good. <laughs> cool. Well, that's a wrap, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. Um, again, December first. If you want to do a little volunteering with us, uh, please do. You can go to kitcaster.com forward slash Denver and fill out the little form. We'll give you all the details. We'd love to see you and uh, celebrate giving back this holiday season. Um, that's a wrap. Bye, everybody. 